Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Marla Martinson, matchmaker, author, energy healer, and coach. And I hope everyone's doing great and staying calm and healthy amidst all of this um, seeming upset. So I'm going to read from Heart Thoughts, A Treasury of Inner Wisdom by Louise Hay, as I usually do. I picked something out very fitting today for what we're going to be talking about with my guest. The work you are doing on yourself is not a goal. It is a process, a lifetime process. It doesn't matter how much time it takes. You've got all the time in the world. I am here at the right time. We are all on an endless journey through eternity, and the time we spend on this earth plane is but a brief instant. We choose to come to this planet to learn lessons and to work on our spiritual growth and to expand our capacity to love. There is no right time and no wrong time to come and go. We always come in the middle of the movie, and we leave in the middle of the movie. We leave when our particular task is finished. We come to learn to love ourselves more and to share that love with and to share that love with all those around us. We come to open our hearts on a much deeper level. Our capacity to love is the only thing we take with us when we leave. If you left today, how much would you take? So I just love that. And we're going to be talking to Darlene Green, the author of In Service to Love today. And I'm very excited because it is a channel text. And if you know me, You know how much I love these messages from spirit. So Darlene Green is highly sensitive. She's an empath, a healer, a teacher, and a scribe. And she's followed her heart's direction in Discovery Sacred. A profound spiritual event December 2017 signaled a new expression in collaboration with Masters. What started as a personal journey has become the extensive work in of In Service to Love, a contemporary mystery school led by the palpable presence of love. This work answers the question, what becomes possible when we align with our divine nature and live from the voice of our soul? And Darlene lives um, in Seattle, which is my hometown, and uh, I'm going to be going up there again in a week, so I'm excited. So I'm bringing her on right now. Hello, Darlene. Hello, Marla. Can you hear me? Yes. Coming in loud and clear. Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, I'm so glad. I have to tell you, it's first of all, it's a delight to be able to connect with you. And as you were oh, reading your um, your beginning, the, the reading, I was just trying to hold back the tears here. I am just so touched with the resonance of truth with that. Yes. Yeah. And it, it just opens up the conversation perfectly today. 
And this this book is so amazing. I can't um, wait to find out. I know what I always want to hear is the story, and I know my listeners always want to hear is how what were you doing before this, and what was your spiritual event, you know, that started this. Well, so we'll get into wow. that and who the Council of Light is and everything. So, so yeah, sure. share with sure. what happened there. Whew. Okay. Well, um, I'm just living my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing me. I'm, 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 you know, I have always had a deep sensitivity. Even as a young child, I knew that I had a mission. But it's nothing that was really ever spoken because there was such a difference between the understanding and the realm that I could touch. Like I could, you know, I could hear my counsel. I knew I had a counsel. I didn't know what that means. And I guess I assumed that everybody did. Um, but I've got to say, as I was growing up, even in the presence of knowing that I had a counsel, I would consider myself unconscious. I really had no self-awareness. So I really um, started out life, um, I mean, actually, I remember planning this life, and I remember that my intention was to go from the dark to the light, which, is, which means uh, a state of, of unconsciousness to a state of full awareness. And I remember thinking, I hope I make it through. I hope I make it through. And I have. So um, I started uh, I started my spiritual journey in the 80s with a sense of, I think I'd like to know more about spirituality. What is that? So I began to meditate. And when I began to meditate, it's as though it broke through all realms of understanding that I had. I began to see through walls. I began to see angels. I began to hear the angelic realms of choirs. Um, it was just so exquisitely beautiful, yet there was this other part of me, my, you know, my human part that gets up and goes to work every day that said, what on earth is this? And that's when I first started connecting with channels myself, just trying to understand what it is that's happening. Well, I, I began my own spiritual journey and started to be a seeker, um, like reading voraciously. I, I knew that there was something that I was supposed to be doing. I mean, even in junior high, I remember saying to my twin sister, you know, Debbie, I, I feel like I'm in an envelope and I'm being mailed somewhere, but I don't. I don't know where. And I said, Debbie, I wish you could climb up on the envelope and tell me where it is. <laughs> can I can I ask a question to, first? Now, when you were um, sure. meditating, how long into this this you know meditating practice did you start to see angels and all that? And what kind of med- because everybody a lot of people have trouble with meditating. They can't quiet their minds. That we can't get into that. So oh. just a little bit about the oh, meditation. It probably started within about a, a week. Wow. And, um, but I had some, yeah, about a, about a week. And then the first time I started meditating with a group, it was, I was invited to a, um, uh, what is the book study? The name is just escaping me in the moment. You'd think I would remember, but it's a, it's a, um, it's a book study, <clears throat> spiritual book study. And of course, the first time I had studied, that's the one. That's the one. That's yeah. The one. Thank Perfect. you. Okay. Um, I'm kind of seeing a little different 
channel at the moment, so I'm not able to connect with that information. But that's what thank <laughs> you. So, um, um, so that's when Jesus came to me, and I just started mm-hmm. sobbing. And um, what happened? It's interesting. This is coming up to be um, communicated today. It's like I I just started sobbing in the presence of of Jesus, and he's standing in front of me with his arms down in front of him, and it's this, my experience was this exquisite sense of love, and in the presence of love, um, I'm just sobbing, and, and I said, I was confused, like, are you inside me, or are you outside me, and what happened was, you know, this is all, this all happened beyond words, right, and so, he moved his arm and like the sleeve of his garment waved and it revealed infinity. It revealed all of the universes and galaxies and the words that were relayed to me were all of this is inside you. Wow. Well, that's, I mean, it was exquisite for sure. Yeah. But yeah. really, what does that what does that mean? But it certainly had me, um, it, it affirmed every single step on my own spiritual journey, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, what is this? And, and so I started studying and just reading and, you know, and I came across, um, you know, astrology and I, and I, and I thought, okay, this is it. This is it. This is this is it. There's there's an answer here, and the internal words I always got were yes, and yes, and. So it's as though my own spiritual journey was really an experience of one puzzle piece after another, and it was not laid out for me. Even in the process of working with the Council of Light as a scribe, it is not all laid out for me like. Um, you know, like you'd squeeze a tube of toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Instead, it is I'm being invited um, to explore my own uh, realms, distant realms, my own fine-tuning. I had to learn and find out for myself. Um, and so my own internal work was putting all of these pieces together. And then I um, I started doing a lot of work with Esther Hicks. That really, really, really resonated with me, Esther Hicks and Abraham. And mm-hmm. there was one thing in particular that Esther would always say, or Abraham would always say, and that is, who you are is source and form. Well, I would, you know, when I first heard that, I thought, yeah, I can I can put my mind around that. And I heard it, I heard it over and over again. I'm like, yeah, 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 I believe that. And then one day, like a bolt of lightning, it hit. Oh my God, source and form. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm source and form. Okay, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, I and and the and when I asked that inner question, what does that mean? The inner words uh, immediately before I could even ask, ask that question were, um, there are no barriers. So what I took back to mean then was that there are no barriers to my ability to know. Oftentimes we think that we need to die or transition mm-hmm. in order to be able to know about our own divinity. That that is something that is secretly held until we 
cross that that barrier? Mm-hmm. And the response that I got was, no, all of that is available to you right now. Mm. And yeah. um, so I did a little bit of work with Danielle Rama Hoffman in um, when <laughs> um, I was at a uh, Barnes & Noble in Issaquah. Mm-hmm. And uh, her book fell off the bookshelf and landed at my feet. Wow. And the name of it was The Council of Light. And I knew ah. in the moment, because I'd never heard that term before, and I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that that was my council speaking to me. Well, I'm almost hyperventilating at that moment and shaking. And I pick up this book. And I realized at the moment that I pick up this book, this is a conscious choice, that when I pick up this book, there is a threshold that I am crossing beyond for which there is no way back. And I said yes. And so I started to do a little bit of work with Danielle. I had consciousness downloads and memory, did some work with Danielle, um, and she's a beautiful teacher and mentor. Oh, my goodness. And she, uh, um, um, and it was with her in southern France that I really connected with my scribe heritage. Well, after that, it's mm-hmm. like, wow, um, I had a huge, uh, a tremendous connection with Mary Magdalene in southern France. And by the way, she feels incredibly present um, today, mm-hmm. by the way, just saying. Um, oh, beautiful. And uh, she always yeah. makes me cry when that presence is there. Um, which I so appreciate. And so um, I came home from that experience in France, and I knew then that I'm a scribe. So I started practicing. And, you know, it's kind of like beginning to really fine-tune my ability to be able to hear and translate light and consciousness and frequency into words with no loss of potency. That really was my goal. And so I began to do a work and and I titled it The Divine Remembering because I was remembering my own divinity. And then, uh, and I loved it, and I was able to connect with the infinite and like, wow, wow, wow. It was an extraordinary experience. I mean, really beautiful. And then, uh, we were living in Arizona at that point, and I was in a car accident and sustained a head injury February of 2017. And all work stopped. And I needed to focus inwardly for um, really my own deep healing process. And throughout that process, we moved back to Seattle again. And, um, um, you know, had had my, my, my father passed away. And, you know, there was a lot of transformation in that year. And then December 26th of 2017, I had, after not having written since the accident, I woke up and words just rang through my head. They just rang through my, through my whole being. Um, and actually, the words were one year, one year, be the light, one year, be the light, one year, be the light. And I could feel Jesus. I could feel the, the archangels around me. And it's as though I was like lifted up and moved into my office. 
And I am mm-hmm. having this extraordinary experience. In, in actuality, this experience really lasted three days. But I'm experiencing this extraordinary, exquisite, sacred, profound um, invitation to sit as scribe with the Council of Light. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, wow. I mean, I was not thinking about a book. I'm, I'm thinking uh-huh. this is an extraordinary journal. Right. Well, as I began writing, um, you know, I would sit down every day, and these words would just move through like honey. And um, I would uh, be invited to, I would sit down, and I would meditate, and it's not as though the Council of Light comes right to me. They invite me to a place and we meet there. And it's a place where I take my, it's, it's a space where I take my place at the table. It's a frequency location. But the frequency location changes every day. And it changes every day because creation occurs only in the immaculate now moment. So what occurred yesterday is not going to be the same thing that occurs today. And so I really, there really was the experience of learning. So my humanity, my human nature wants to get a grip around how to be able to do this. Like, you know, I'm looking for patterns. I'm looking for equations. I'm looking, you know, to be able to fit all of this into a realm that I know. And I'm being challenged every single day as I sit down with the Council of Light. Like, no, no, no. It's like the message would be one day, we're over here, come and find us. And I have to fine-tune my awareness and go and find them. And then the messages would come through. So you're sitting at your, you sit at your computer and then listen, listen and, mm-hmm. and uh, type what you hear. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, um, mm-hmm. well, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's like, you know, Neil Donald Walsh conversations with God, you know, he's just described and it all comes through, which is so amazing. And I started doing that a few years ago where with my guardian angel, I can do readings for people. If I don't even have to know them, they just say, okay, I'm doing a reading for, and then I just know their name. And then I sit at my computer and I listen and I type up a paragraph and send it to them. And mm-hmm the most amazing things will come come out and even like well you've got a black cat around you and oh yes I you know there's a stray black cat that just showed up at our door different you know things and it's just amazing but we it's that um that you've got to be real quiet and then you don't at first I didn't know is it just my mind or you know is it my brain just thinking it or is it real messages so um I would you call that automatic writing or is that you know? You know, it's that. not. I, it's I. 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 I'm or thinking more it, channeling. Um, it's a transmission. Mm, mm-hmm. It's a transmission. So what it happens is that I work with Toth, who is the patron of the scribe. And so, if you can imagine a series, a, a, a group of of masters, and the names that. Uh, would be present in each day's writing would vary according to what the topic of the day was. 
but mm-hmm. they it, it was it was uh, it's Jesus, Mary Magdalene, Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Michael, um, Infinite Oneness, Sanat Kamara, uh, Melchizedek, um, mm-hmm. um, Saint Germain, and and um, Council of uh, Thirteen, Council of Nine. There's um, Council of the Golden Heart, but I. But all of, so if you imagine all of those together and they are within a frequency realm, and then what happens is that Toth would transduce those frequencies. And then as mm-hmm. I connect with Toth, Toth transduces those frequencies so that I can hear them and reach them. Mm. And then I translate those, that light and frequency, this is the best that I can describe it. I still don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, in a big, mm-hmm. I'm in a big world of like, I don't really understand any of this. So, mm-hmm. even though I try. So, yeah. I, trans, I translate this, uh, these words, and sometimes they flow like I'm not even thinking. They just come right out my fingers. Other yeah. times, I'm just, I'm on, my, I'm on the keyboard, and then I go back, and I'm and then the words I get are, Darlene, this is yours. And I go back and I edit it until it reaches the frequency that is a match, that I see as a match. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure yeah. if it's, it's not straight up channeling. It's not, yeah. it's, it's definitely scribing, but there's a lot of different, mm-hmm. there's a variety of different ways that that shows up. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. always frequency, I, I feel, that it's to be able to hear that. It's, we do have to get our fre- frequency to a certain um, place because they're, they're at such a higher frequency, right? They're very, Absolutely. Get where they say, yeah. So we're Absolutely. So you know, down, one of the things down here. For sure. Uh, one thing that I wanted to let you know is that I woke up, I mean, I get information the middle of the night. I hear conversations, I mean, the middle mm-hmm. of the night all times of day and day and night. And one, uh, a meditation, I'm mean, not a meditation, but a message came through for you and your audience. Oh, okay. I, I love it. Five o'clock yesterday morning. And, uh-huh. um, and this is the council of life speaking to you. And so let me know okay. when you would like to yes. hear that. And I will, and I will read. I'm ready. You're ready. Yes. You're ready. Well, you, ready. you know, ready. the title that came immediately is, <clears throat> excuse me, is love has already chosen you. Hmm. Enlightenment is not just one moment or a lifelong intention. It's a revealing of truth that occurs in a series of moments. Most people don't set out to become enlightened. People as source and form experience life and are guided by their inner knowing to new levels of awareness. Enlightenment is an inner process whereby you, as source and form, are inwardly invited to look at life from new perspectives. When you gain new awareness and then look back at your life, don't you see then that awareness has been there all the time? It's an eternal truth for you. The weight of physical expression clouds truth within the density of collective consciousness. Enlightenment is an invitation to see something new. Your humanity is only half of your story. You, as a divine expression of love, already hold all you need. Enlightenment may be viewed as the integration of your human nature with your divine nature. Consider enlightenment as you, expressing your wholeness, available while you are in the material expression. Your journey is unique to you. You are cherished. We invite you to step into the knowing of your magnificence. 
Consider we as the divine angelic realms, the realms of masters, are here solely for connection. We hold the mirror so you may see your own divine nature. Before you may engage your own divine nature consciously, first acknowledge your own worth. Spirituality is seen from the perspective of separation and there is something to be attained. This sets you up in a chasing the carrot scenario where you never quite get there. Instead, consider who you are is source and form. Beyond a nice platitude, what does that mean? There are no barriers. Our efforts together are about living the reality of being a spiritual being, having a human experience. Merely touching the divine realms is not the end game. It is the beginning. What if you truly realized who you are? What if you remembered the deepest yearnings of your soul and your purpose for this life? Then what becomes possible? You already are love. You came here for the journey. You came here for the soul growth and to be the greatest contribution to humanity, the planet, and beyond. Through your own extraordinary, sacred, and profound moments, your soul speaks. Rather than stopping at each exquisite moment, consider the moment as a door to more of you. When you see angels or masters, allow them to reflect your own nature to you. Rather than looking for answers, your mind will understand. Just be. Lean into the realm of what you do not know and release what you already know. Listen for the finely tuned messages that arise in each moment. You are invited to take your place at the table. You have your own council of light, some members you are already familiar with. We extend the invitation for you to experience your own wholeness. Who you are is love extended into form. Enlightenment is living that as a reality. Like a hand and a glove, your physical presence is only a small part of you. Your ownership of the rest of you is what you seek. Your search is not beyond you. Your search for love is not in vain. The love you seek is the reflection of your own perfection. Love is an inner journey with external reflections. Claim your own expression of love. You see... Love has already chosen you, the Council of Light. Oh, that is so beautiful and so perfect for my audience, who a lot of them tend to be single women, and this love has already chosen you is perfect because I get questions a lot. I do readings on a a psychic hotline, (laughs) which is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. as well, as well as the matchmaking, and so many of the women contacting me it's like is this guy gonna leave is my ex coming back is this guy gonna leave his wife is this does this person feel the same about me is he gonna want to be um exclusive and knowing that you know it's the inner the connection with our divine and uh self-love and knowing we're loved already and our um exquisiteness um i try to impart that to to women um Mm -hmm. you know so that to instead of looking outside and waiting for someone, you know, a man to come and, and choose them to, to work, do all of this work. So it's what a perfect, beautiful message. It just popped ah. up immediately when I saw, when I saw your name. Like, yes, that's oh, it. That is it. <laughs> that's beautiful. And then they talk about that we all have our own council of light. So, um, and you have these now these names that you've mentioned and TOTH. Can you uh, talk about that's T O T H? I think. Um, mm-hmm. Who is, who is yeah, that? T-H-O-T-H. And is your, your date? T- oh, T H O T H. Okay, I've heard yeah. that name. Is that a, your gatekeeper or the main one that that uh, works with <laughs> you to bring everybody in? How does what is? 
he, I think, or I don't know. <laughs> well, Toth has definitely been the pivotal um, master that has mm-hmm. been connecting with me. But Jesus has always been there. Um, I remember uh-huh. when Archangel Gabriel and Archangel Michael walked into my living room one day. I mean, <sighs> I, I, I've got some stories. But I, um, so, for, so Toth was de- is definitely connected with the scribing part mm-hmm. of my of my experience. And the interesting thing is that, you know, this is not a linear process. This really is about us accessing our nonlinear capacity. Mm-hmm. It is about us accessing our own multidimensionality. And as I said, the creation occurs only in the now moment. So my my human nature wants to know and understand, yet because right. this is continually evolving, nothing is staying still enough for long enough for me to be able to actually put it into a bucket and say that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So even the Council yeah. of Light every day would evolve because this is being created in the now moment. Mm-hmm. With, in collaboration, in divine collaboration with the Council of Light. So my ability to be able to, and then it's different the next day. Mm-hmm. And then the next day. So even the Council of Light transitions and moves is fluid every day depending upon what is communicated. So Toth began as basically as my as my teacher helping me with training wheels is kind of the way I would experience it. Mm-hmm. Supporting me and affirming my own process of translating and transducing light, but always very like an invitation, like it's okay, you can you can do this. Come on over here. Kind of like you know when a, I just got this picture. You know when you have a a, a a child that is first learning to walk. Like it's okay, you mm-hmm. can do it. Come on over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come yeah. on over here. Yeah. But everything is an invitation. It's always an invitation. It's like try try coming over here. Um, but the council of light has evolved. So um, as I was writing, it's like every day there was an announcement of who it is that was present and moving to the forefront of each conversation. Um, and beca- that became redundant. So I removed it as I was guided for a lot of the day's writings. So in service mm-hmm. to love, let me just kind of step back a little bit. In service to love is one year and one day of writing, of sitting down and writing with the Council of Light on a variety of different topics related to um, enlightenment. Um, but it's not a linear experience. It's that every day becomes a patchwork um, where when you take a look at one, one day it becomes a, um, a, a piece of the whole, but it's all threaded together with the golden light of love. Um, and when you said that now, uh, Jesus, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, sorry. Well, I was going to say when you no. said that Jesus and Archangel Michael walked into your living room, now, <laughs> was this... Um, I couldn't let that one go. Everybody's going to be wondering, was this, uh, did, you, did you see them with your physical eyes or was this in meditation? I, um, oh, know. no. I'm, I'm, uh, this, was, this would have been in, 90, in 1992. 
And it was mm-hmm. the day before my very first class to learn about vibrational healing. Mm-hmm. And I was just introduced to it, and I had uh, an interest for it. So it was a Friday night, and the next morning I was going to this weekend-long seminar. Well, we lived in Redmond at that time, and um, I was in my living room. Just I don't know what I was doing, but I could feel the presence of these two huge beings. And, you know, I could see them the way you see heat rising off of hot pavement. Mm. Like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could see them like that. Yeah. And I, I had not done any studying about angels at, at, at that point. And mm-hmm. so I said, hello, welcome, um, who are you? Mm-hmm. And I got two names, um, Michael and Gabriel. And I mm-hmm. said, well, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. And they stayed there for a while, and, and then they left. Well, I didn't think any, I mean, <laughs> a lot of that was occurring mm-hmm. at that point in time in my life. Um, still does, actually. And so the very next day, I go to this seminar, and, and it was for natural force healing. And um, it's a vibrational healing uh, modality, and I, they were talking about where this work came from, and they were talking about how it was um, received in collaboration with Archangel Gabriel and Archangel Michael. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I had no idea mm-hmm. that they were archangels, and I started to mm-hmm. sob and hyperventilate uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So oh my gosh. that was the beginning of them. Um, now you have a twin sister. Is she an identical twin? Mm-hmm. And is she no. you know into any of this? Or <laughs> oh, well, she sure is now. She, if I could make me want to cry, she is being. Um, we've talked about this a number of times. We are not identical, and okay. Debbie and I have talked about this a lot. And it's like. She was my guide for the earlier part of life. Like Debbie was the linear part, linear part of me. Like I kind of hid behind her. Like whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever Deb says. And she helped me with um, like the linear parts of life because every I was so sensitive. Life was just so loud. You know, I kind of wanted to retreat. Um, but I kind of held on to Debbie's coattails and kind of like followed Debbie along. And, um, you know, she's just amazing. And she was a, you know, a stockbroker for a period of time before she became a mom. And so that gives you a bit of an idea about her capacities. And she's just, just, just amazing. And we, and now in this time of our life, I am the leader. So Debbie was mm-hmm. the leader. The first part of our life is, uh, um, in working with the physical world, and I am the leader in our relationship right now in exploring um, the other side of ourselves. 
And and uh, what about your husband? Was he some like my husband? It took a long time for him to accept any of this kind of stuff. And he's like, well, I he could only believe in an angel if he could see one. And um, anything there with, with your husband saying, what's going on? Or was he really thinking this is great? Or oh, what? Poor guy. <laughs> just, if you oh, feel like poor guy. You know, comfortable enough saying, <laughs> he's been through it. He's been through it. Oh man. I would tell, I couldn't tell him all of these stories initially. I could, I shared them with my right. sisters and with my closest friends, but it's like, yeah. it's like Ed would not have a reference for this. And so mm-hmm. I realized that there was actually a, a kind of a split that occurred in me. I would retreat and experience and express my spiritual part with a particular group of friends and I was doing some shamanic work and I was in women's groups and, and then I would come home and I would turn that off because I didn't feel that there was a space for Ed to be able to, to grasp that. Yet on the other hand, he's also been incredibly encouraging as, especially as I was moving into doing my own healing um, energetic work. And I was working in, um, um, in, uh, in clinical settings doing energetic work and as a, also working as a massage therapist um, in mm. chiropractic clinics. And he said, Darlene, he says, you have an extraordinary gift. And he, and he said, you really need to be using that. He doesn't understand all of it. Um, mm-hmm. But he knows, like when the council has a message for him, mm-hmm. he's, his eyes are wide open. Mm. Like, wow, okay. Yeah. And so he's, 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 he, and he's, he is an incredibly intuitive and uh, wise on his own as well. So he's kind of incredible. And do you, what kind of work are you doing now? Do you, um, besides the scribing and putting out the books, do you do any healing work or do people get um, messages do you do any sessions so that they can speak to the Council of Light or anything like that? Well, uh, you know, my, um, the word, the only work that I do right now is my uh, is is the writing. The mm-hmm. in 2014, I, I was in a clinic in Seattle that I just absolutely adored, and I felt so pulled by something else that was calling me. I left. And that's when I began work with Danielle and I connected with the scribing and we moved to Arizona. And now, um, I just, I just lost that question. And now, um, yeah. (laughs) What are you doing? Are you offering any (laughs) sessions or anything? (laughs) Oh, Oh, there you go. Thank you. So, um, so now I am doing the writing and I am, um, I see a lot of, uh, group sessions actually that are going to be developed. I'm just finishing up the editing on book three right now so that it can get to the final editor and get into the publishing um, um, and get it finally out and published as well. So my work really has been in birth in birthing this whole body of work that is in service to love. The three books, mm-hmm. each one contains um, 122 days of this year and a day of work. Now, mm-hmm. You see, the raw material is already, is already done. However, what I'm being asked to do now, basically bring it. <laughs> so right. what, that, what that means is that the work of book three that I'm doing right now 
becomes an ingredient. And what I do as I go over each one of these days right now, getting it ready to be published, is that I bring it from my experience and perspective that's available now, which is more mm-hmm. clear. And because the creation only occurs in the now moment, that is the potency of the work. So it's not like mm-hmm. I wrote that, so I'll clean it up, you know, and kind of like, and then put that out in a book. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Darlene, you best be stepping up. And mm-hmm. which is great because that's really the whole story of all of this. It's about being present, immaculately present in the now moment, understanding that our greatest creations and potency only occur in the now moment. So it's really about I'm living this work and, and completing book three and getting it out completely. And then what I see occurring is the availability either of doing um, the one-on-one, one-on-one sessions, doing group work. You know, I, I have pages of ideas and, and mm-hmm. thoughts about this. But finishing birth, birthing book three is first on the list. Right. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, of Paul Selig. Are you familiar with him, Paul Selig? He, he um, has the, 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 uh, channels these guides, and he's written um, now the guides through him have written like nine books or something. And he, they just keep doing it. And, and then he does uh, travel all around um, the United States and I think some other countries too and gives workshops. And I've attended some, and, and the guides will really do the workshops he's just there you know the, so it's it's very mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very interesting that's going to be a lot of a lot of fun when you when you do that now uh okay i had a question it's also oh it's we're, we're like in this other realm i forget the question too <laughs> um oh, do they right got, there with you <laughs> has the count has the council spoken to you about anything that you can share with people about these this time, you know, with the virus and what everybody's going through, like it's oh. the first time in the, human, the history of humanity that we've all gone through the same thing, and also that we're able to connect with each other because, like, if there was a pandemic a hundred years ago, there was no internet or TV or anything to to connect with. We didn't know what people were going through on the other side of the world. Um, so mm-hmm. it's a lot of heavy energy. Is there any any words that you have about that? about what's going on Absolutely. or how people can. Yeah, great. Absolutely. So, I mean, actually, the council is kind of coming forward a little bit right now. And mm-hmm. you are at an evolutionary moment right now. The moment you find yourself in is one where the past is no longer available and the future is not yet defined. So you find yourself in an experience of the of the unknown where it calls all of you to be able to be present, which is one of the reasons why life feels more energetically draining. And that is due in part because you are being called to the immaculate presence of your life. The experiences of the external world call you to a new level of awareness. So on one hand, there's many layers to this experience. So on one hand, you have the experience of, of what it is that you need to do on your day-to-day, uh, in, your day-to-day, in your day-to-day world, what you have uh, 
experience the loss of is the knowing of life. Your human nature expects to be able to know what is going to be happening next and seeks comfort in the known. But one of the, another way to look at this is that as you release the past, there is a whole new experience of possibility that is opening. Consider that you are basically in a birth canal to a new paradigm. And you will find that the ways of being of the past are no longer available. You are being called to your life. There will be more of a sense of, I choose to be the contribution that I came here to be. Now is the time. Now is the time. So rather than experiencing the fear of the moment, the invitation is to return to your own center. So one of the thoughts that uh, we uh, extend is to, when you are feeling uh, a loss of control or you're feeling like the rug has been pulled out from underneath you, is to, is to realize that your awareness has moved beyond your own center. So in the same way that the outer rings of a hurricane cause chaos and damage, that's where your awareness resides when you are having those feelings. So in that moment, realize where you are, turn, and walk back to your own center space. When you walk back to your own center space, occupying your own center, then you will feel uh, you will feel more calm. You will feel more in alignment. So now, instead of external referencing into the world, this time is calling you to in, to internally reference. Hmm. And to trust your greatest self. Trust in your own faith. Trust in your resilience. Trust in your tenacity. Trust that you came here to be able to experience it. There is no mistaking in your choice uh, of when to be born in, into form. So realize that you can bring all of you to bear, but it requires looking inward now. The external handrails are not there in the same way that they have been in the past. And you see, the thing is that consider that this change is not something that's happening all of a sudden, but this has been happening and happening and happening and happening and happening and happening and happening, and happening um, below the surface of, of your awareness, although most of your audience also is very highly sensitive and they've been feeling this gathering of a wave of the new paradigm. But it's, it's here now. And so consider that the experience of the absence of humanity, really the, the external distractions of life and humanity have taken you away from your center. So if you begin to look now inwardly at your own center, then that is where you will begin to find the clarity and the experience of peace and the trust in the faith and also the deep compassion, the deep compassion for those that have uh, lost, uh, lost their lives, that have lost family members, that have lost 
so much. And you also have the ability to be able to hold the faith that that the uh, as the seasons change and the sun rises in the morning, that you will be able to move through this. And the if you focus on being able to move through this with with uh, powerfully with claiming your whole self throughout this process, that really is the invitation for this time: is choosing to move through it with your wholeness and move through fully so that your soul speaks when you listen to your soul. Beautiful. Thank you. I've been feeling some touches on my head and the energy (laughs) during this interview. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It feels as though there's some golden light that is present with you right now at your crown chakra. Yeah, it's the crown chakra that I feel the touch. Mm-hmm. 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 But do you see? Do you see the thing about that? <clears throat> the thing about that is that the frequency of those of those words, and and this is what it ha- what happens with me as well is that it brings me back to my own center, and that mm-hmm. the experience that you're talking about of having that experience of awareness at your crown chakra is a natural state. Not experiencing that is not authentic. You see? Mm. So really, this is about our own authenticity, where who we are, we claim as our wholeness. And that means we, we, we integrate our human nature and our divine nature, and we be that. I've often, I've often thought about this work as, as a bridge. And I recently got... Uh, picture. I've been getting, I get pictures as like foundational concepts to demonstrate foundational concepts that are in the books um, and also for me, but they all make their way into writing somehow. But one of the foundational concepts I got today was, uh, or uh, within the last couple of weeks, was um, there really is only one message. But there are so many ways. There's a bridge. This work of in service to love is a bridge from here to there. And the bridge, so, so the picture I got was imagine Jesus saying, okay, I have, I, have the, I have the answer. I've got the answer. Gather everybody in the world. Come here. Come and see me, and I will relay the message. And you see Jesus up on this mountaintop. He says one word. He says love. Drops the mic and leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is the body of work here. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. In between, like, what, 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 wait, wait, wait. Right. That's the in between. How you could write, you could publish really a book, with like 300 pages, and just put love on each page, one word on each page. <laughs> That's it. That's it. There is so much truth to that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but as humans, we don't, that's not enough for us, you know, it's like that would, that's really all there is and all we'd need, but we, we can't, we're not there. So we need the, we want explanations, we want more, we want stories, we want uh, to understand. And I, and I love how like, and on one, on page 256, there's amplify your signature energy and mm. you can do that. There's different ex, um, exercises. Um, that we can do, which mm-hmm. I love. So how would Exercise you... Exercise is a meditation. Um, 
meditations. Yeah. How would someone use this book? So you start uh, in the you know day one and just one one a, one a day, and or you could start. I mean, anywhere in the year, of course. And what, what would would be the you know um, best way or the, the best way? I am thinking if you are at a point in your life where you are ready to begin to see something new, where um, then it's a process of revealing. Uh, it's a process of accumulating new perspectives. And so these perspectives, I would, oh, I, like, I came into this on December 26th. I would have considered myself as already being pretty far along. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, I could reach, I could reach, right. But it's only because I could reach those outer realms. I had an ability very early on to go and fly in the ethers with the best of them. But you see where, where this, I will come back to answer that question, but by getting a picture of this really is a bridge that begins at day one of being able to connect our physical world and our physical reality with our non-physical reality. See, our human nature, how do we move beyond our human tendency to want to know? How do we move beyond our human tendency to be able to move above and beyond um, our own inner sense of separation, right? So it really is about, so I guess the, the long way around to that is, is I would begin at day one and take, mm-hmm. uh, and I would invite the reader to sit with this as a message just for you. First of all, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the book, there is an invitation. There's an invitation by the Council of Light that is placed upon your sacred altar. First mm-hmm. of all, as you choose to, you know, in meditation, I mean, like go into your own heart of hearts. And if you choose to, discover your own divine nature, then you may say yes. When you say yes to this body of work, the Council of Light will join with you. You will find that your awareness will be amplified a little bit. Your own discoveries will be mm, supported. And the picture that I keep on getting is like when you put a tomato plant in a, warm, in a, in a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. It gets supported. Yeah. You, your work gets supported yeah. that way, right? With the Council of Light. So I would say begin at the beginning. If it feels mm-hmm. like it may may be a little too daunting, then mm-hmm. you know read pages as you're guided to. Mm-hmm. But in all cases, trust your own inner uh, your own inner awareness on that. Yeah, and each day is only you know a couple of some of them a couple pages or three pages, so it's it's a great way to mm-hmm. just do that in the morning and start your day with that. And on the cover yeah. of this is a humming hummingbird, and I live in Los Angeles, so we've got hummingbirds all over, and they whiz by, and they're just they're little you know they're like little fairies. And on, on the back you say, so hummingbird represents love, joy, peace, and lightness of being. Hummingbird's wings move in the pattern of the infinity symbol, reminding us of our eternal truth. When we turn our attention to the majesty of nature, we are brought to the present moment where we see the reflection of our own divine essence. And I didn't know that the hummingbird's wings move in the pattern of the infinity symbol. Um, And then I thought, thought, oh, that 
that connects with me because I'm a life path eight, which is, you know, an eight on the side is an infinity symbol. And I kind of, um, I really mm-hmm. love that symbol. So uh, I was like, wow, that's really neat. See, I didn't learn that either until I went to do a little bit of research about hummingbird, but I was given that the 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 imagery on each one of these books is is guided, and I learned more about it after after the fact. Yeah. So hummingbird, and then a blue morpho butterfly, and then a white lotus. Mm-hmm. Mm. Those are the beautiful images. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Well. Darlene, I am going to not keep you anymore, but this has been so enlightening and just what we needed, I think. And thank you for the channeled message uh, for everybody. And it's been amazing. Where can people find your um, books and your uh, website? My, uh, everything is available on, um, on Amazon. And you can go to DarleneGreenAuthor.com. And you'll see um, the books there, and you'll get updates as well. I'm also putting together a gift. So, if um, uh, for your listeners, so if they would go to darlinggreenauthor.com, and if you sign up uh, on the mailing list, I will send you a gift that has to do with, um, and this is the council will be coming in and telling me it's either Seven Bridges to Enlightenment or a book on raising your frequency, an ebook on raising your frequency. Mm. And um, I'm not a, um, you know, a serial emailer, so I will not be, you know, sending out all sorts of things mm-hmm. and clogging up your, your email, but I would be delighted to offer you a gift mm. from, the, from the Council of Light at darlinggreenauthor.com. Yes. And I want to say, Marla, that thank you so much for inviting me to, uh, oh. to, to speak with you and with your listeners I consider it uh, an honor and uh, and a delight. Thank you so much. And everybody, Darlene's website is linked up at Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes where you see the, just look in the show notes. And um, thanks, everybody. And if you love this podcast, please consider giving it a review. It helps other listeners find the show. And much love, everyone. Much love, Darlene. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.